What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and come hang out with us where we make our posts all the time. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello. <laughs> all right. You are over there bringing the energy. I like it. You know, you know, gotta, you got to bring it in strong. Yeah. You don't it's, want that first step to be too fierce, run them off or anything. Exactly. It's Friday. We're not trying to scare the people off. It is Friday. Welcome to the weekend. I proclaim it thusly so, therefore it is. Like their thing, I think therefore I am, but way funnier. Yeah, it's better when it's the weekend. Um, I think that was also in that book. Maybe that's when that guy, maybe that's why that one guy named himself the weekend. You know what? This is, this is, this is why. I honestly have never figured out why he named himself that. It still doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I, I think I, I think it'd be fun to be called The Weeknd, but I don't know a lot of things. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so it's Friday. That means this week there's a new episode of Invincible up. There's a new episode of Captain America the Winter Soldier up. Um, yesterday was April Fool's Day. There was a lot of news and interesting stuff that came out. I don't know if it's real or not. Um, so we'll get into just some weirdness. Um, I want to start, though, by letting you acknowledge that I am all that is man and the greatest man of all menly man. We're starting there. We're starting there. That's the starting point for today's episode. Okay. Is there a particular reason why? Uh, well, I mean, beyond the fact that just I am, um, I fixed my own car again yesterday again the second time that's right that's right what'd you do um so (laughs) the avenger had been suffering a little bit um in the span of a week i had punctured a tire like severely where it was just broken okay Mm -hmm. punctured a tire um all of a sudden my power window wouldn't roll up on the driver's side and the okay. left headlight went out. All at the same time. Uh, within the span of like two days. So awesome. Right. So by Friday, like, we're in bad shape, okay? Um, but like I'm waiting for uh, different things to come in, different payments to come in. So I was like, well, I'm kind of stuck until then. So over the weekend, I just kind of limp along. But it's driving me crazy. I'm on a donut. I'm missing a headlight, like it's just is it the window won't roll up. It's just embarrassing. Okay, you're just having the time of your life over here. Well, I'm just looking at the car, like screaming at it every time. I'm like, I'm not happy either. <laughs> um. So anyway, go ahead and go to NTB uh, Monday and start getting it worked on. Uh, first of all. I I don't I don't know. I don't ever have a good experience with most things. I tend to wind up having like, you know what I'm saying? Like just the just an average bad experience. Yeah. No, I get yeah, like it. four people are sitting at a restaurant. I'm always the one who doesn't get exactly what he ordered or something, you know? It's like just me? Just me? Okay, cool. Thanks. And so like my whole experience throughout the whole day dealing with him was just kind of frustrating a little bit. Um, when the window wasn't going up, I could swear I could hear the power motor turning on, but for whatever reason, the window wasn't coming up. Mm-hmm. First thing he says to me is, yeah, the motor's out. And I'm like, because now I have to trust him, right? Right. And I don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't like, I just, I'm sorry. First of all, mechanics. Hmm. What's the nice way to say this? A lot of mechanics have become known for taking advantage of people. That's not a reputation that comes on accident. It's just one of those things people don't know, the mechanics do know, and sometimes we just get taken for rides. Right. It's the same thing with, like, uh, let's say, you know, you know something that the other person doesn't, and you take advantage of that. (laughs) Right. And it's like, it's... (sighs) 
you don't know anything about cars. They know about cars. You trust their opinion, but sometimes or they abuse that level of trust. To. Like, yeah. yeah, and you don't have a, you don't really have a, you're sort of in a corner. And then the more annoying part of it is that almost any time you tell someone else what you paid to fix something, they're always like, oh man, last time I had to do that, it was cheaper and it was somewhere else. And you're always like, cool, 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 cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's always, always the excuse. So they, I said, okay, will you guys fix my tire, fix my motor, fix the headlight, and I'll come back. And they go, okay. So I come back later in the afternoon, and they fix the tire, but they pointed out that the tire on the front, on the opposite side, it's not the right size. It's like one tire unit down from the correct size (laughs) and I was like well is that I said well is that size also appropriate for my car and he goes no but it's close enough that that's why they probably didn't notice it was probably in the wrong place he was like who who did your tire last okay well it was a different NTV but it was an NTV got him boys so I didn't I told him, I was like, I'm pretty sure I went to the NTV that was by my house. I said, but I said, maybe not. Maybe I went somewhere else. And he goes, well, we don't carry that brand of tire. And I was like, okay. I said, well, who does? And then he named every other tire place. Right. This narrows it down by approximately no one. Right. And then in my head, I was like, well, if everyone else carries it, why, why wouldn't y'all? Like, I don't. Okay. Like, it didn't feel more believable because he said that. You know what I mean? Like, I was like. All right, whatever. It couldn't have been us. We don't even carry this brand. Well, who does? Everyone else. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. If it's good enough for literally anyone else, but not y'all. Okay. Thanks, man. So, already dealing with all that in my head. I'm just like, ah. Oh. I said, okay, but you got the headlight fixed. And he goes, well, kind of. It's not actually the headlight that's out, which in my head it had been bothering me because I swapped the headlight out myself about two years ago. And so in my head, I was like, did I do something wrong? Or is it, or do headlights just go out every two years after your first set goes out? Like, I was like, what is up? And so he goes, it's actually a short in the unit where everything plugs in, where the light plugs in to, like, the cart. He called it a piggy, which when I looked at it, I got. It's a really flat thing with a bunch of holes in it. It looks kind of like a pig's face. That makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, he goes, that has a little bit of a short in it somewhere because when you slightly unplug it like you go to remove the wiring for the high, the headlight it comes on again and i was like oh, oh okay all right he goes but we didn't fix that because it's a different part and you didn't approve us ordering that part I said okay all right fine i mean yeah i guess that's valid i said what about the window he goes yeah we replaced the motor and the window's still not coming up so it wasn't the motor <laughs> right so I was like, mm, okay, great job, guys. Thanks for putting a tire on my car. So I had to pay him $300 because I put a motor in my door that didn't change anything for me. Sick, um, cool, awesome. Right. So, so I get home, and now I'm just kind of – I'm just mad about it. So I go to uh, in O'Reilly's, and I get the switch that's where – it's all the buttons, and it's a big it's, – it's like a – it's like a, like half the size of a Pringles can, and it's just all the different buttons. It's the lock, unlock, yeah, windows, all four windows, think like all that. That unit, it's one piece, and so I swapped that out. Ooh, aren't you so fancy? I'm the Tony Stark of Dodge Avengers. That's that's hilarious because the Avengers. Yeah. See what yeah. I Yeah, I was. I, first of all, you know me. I was incredibly nervous about it. I was like, "This is. Gonna, I'm going to break this. This is going. This is going to go great." But it actually does work. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I uh, I feel like uh, a man who could do anything. So for our next venture, I'm going to the moon. Yeah, um, right. makes sense. Yeah, why not? But yeah, I was definitely frustrated with just the whole experience of it. But then also the fact that I had to do it myself. Because they were like, oh, yeah, so to get the Switch, they were going to charge me like 90 bucks. I had already looked online. They're like 40 Um, 
they were going to charge me 90 bucks and then charge me another like half hour of labor. I did it myself personally after watching a, a YouTube video that was six minutes in length. I did all of it in 12 minutes. All right, cool. So <laughs> literally 10 minutes. Right. Like the idea that they were going to charge me like 0.3 labor hours or something like that. I was like, come on. So, yeah, but I fixed my own car. Look at that. And I now have a window that goes up and down. Amazing. Yeah. Um. What about you? Do you, you fix anything? Uh, no, uh, nothing at all. All right. Well, see, one of us is all that is van. It makes it me. Yeah. I mean, like, cars don't make any sense to me. So anyone who can fix an even small part of it, I'm like, wow, incredible. Truly, a man of so, science and culture. I've done. I've done my own tires for a long time. Obviously, um, when they. I mean, I can put donuts on and off. I, I didn't get them fixed at a tire place. Um, you could probably fix your own tire. Spark plug? No, I really... I, I've watched the process. It's it's more involved than I care to be. It's like a six-step process. I'm not doing that. You just got to get the little um, rubber doodad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have changed my own spark plugs. Right. I have changed my own ignition coil. Okay. All right. I have now fixed my own power window, and I have replaced my own headlight. There you go. Look at that. So, I'm basically a mechanic. I mean, honestly, people would have gone to the mechanic for any of those, so yes. Yeah, I'm basically a mechanic. I'm crushing it. I'm like a year one mechanic. Yeah, level one mechanic, but like, you didn't even try to do it. (laughs) It's just out of necessity. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to, but I definitely just watched the poop out of some YouTube videos every time where I was like, uh, focus. <laughs> I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. Um, <laughs> it definitely wasn't what I wanted to do, and I was holding my breath the whole time I did it. But the second I did it, it pushed. Then I started thinking about it. Okay, so I had MTV just roll the window up. And so I've spent the last few days just not touching the window, yeah. right? So then when I put the new switch in, for a minute, I, I don't even want to push a button because I'm just looking at it. And finally, I was like, well, I got to know. Like, I either did it or I didn't. But then in my head, I'm like, if I push down and then this window doesn't go back up and it's open again, I'm going to lose my mind. Thankfully, it worked. But I mean, like, if that's the case, I would just take it back to the MBT and be like, I'm not paying for whatever you did to fix this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so fix my own car. Um, well, that's cool. Right, so, so, you, so you're up, you're yeah. up two of the three, and one you had to do yourself. Yeah, exactly. Sick. All right. And they didn't even really, they didn't even really fix the headlight. I mean, they helped me diagnose it, and actually, it had stopped working again. And so this time, I opened the hood and like readjusted it in the plug until it turned back on like I did it there you go but that's annoying because it's still something I'm going to have to fix at a later date but uh, yeah man it was, it was a interesting day also I did something very grown up this week um, I, you, you've probably never done this um, I, I went and bought a mattress oh man very cool. So, the mattress is pretty old. Um, it kind of dips a little in the middle where I sleep all the time. So, I'm like, all right, well, this is clearly an indicator that it's time for a new one. Um, and so, I've never bought a brand new mattress before. Always kind of been the guy in the family who's like, oh, you guys are, you guys are done with that mattress? I'll take it. And so, I've been like the last line of the mattress train. For a lot of people. A lot of mattresses have ended their careers with me. Okay? Yes, it's true. But now, um, I just was like, all right, well, listen, I'm a grown-up. It's time to, it's time to get a, to, to get my own mattress here. So I got a buddy who works at the mattress firm. Went up and saw him. 
Had a great experience. Go see Joe Lacey up at Mattress Firm in Shenandoah. I recommend it. It's a great process. But it's a weird process, okay? Because, like, when I walk in, he's like, what kind of bed do you like? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's lay on a bunch of them. Yeah, dude. And so you go around and you just lay on a bunch of mattresses. Um, now, they've got them laid out. They've got, like a, like a, like, a kind of a canvas cover where your feet go. So, like, your feet don't touch the mattress really. Um, but, yeah, you lay on these mattresses while you talk about it and talk to them. And he kind of lets you know what you're laying on and what it's like. And then there's other options. And you can try this or try that. And, like, it's different, man. It's super weird to buy a mattress. Yeah, because you have to just basically lay on a bunch of beds and be like, eh, eh, eh. and then, like, formulate a weird opinion on, like, which kind of soft square do you want? Well, and it's funny because, like, I'm a side sleeper. But every, but when you lay down, the first thing he says is, he's like, all right, so, like, just sleep on your back, just sleep on your side. Like, what's up? And I was like, well, I'm a side sleeper. He's like, all right. It's like, well, go ahead and just roll over, man. Get comfy. Get into it. And I'm kind of like, well, it's sort of weak. Like, like, I can't get comfortable. I don't have a pillow. So I, don't I, have have my off and I just started laying yeah. on it, you know? I just, I just got really into it. And he was like, whoa. And I was like, you said you wanted this. Um, anyway, that was my lesson on consent. He didn't mean that. Understood. Um, no. <laughs> uh, but it is a, it's a weird process. Like, you lay on your side. You're still talking to him the whole time. I guess it's so we don't fall asleep while we're laying on our side. Look, um, if it's if we're talking about laying down and falling asleep speed, that is rather important. I'd rather my mattress salesman yeah. just wake me up every time. Hey man, hey man, you dozed off real fast on this one. This could be the one. Yeah, and then I'd be like, oh, I gotta take it. That's the one. Oh my god, I fell asleep. This is great. <laughs> That's a fair point. You're right. Like the whole point. If one of them knocks you out, buy it. <laughs> um, that's a good point. Anyway, I, I found out I like to sleep on a harder mattress. You're one of those um, guys. So I went with the mattress firm brand. They're going to deliver and even take the old one with them. I'm excited about that. I I, I wanted to save some money, so I bought the floor model. So I got to wait for it to come off the floor next week. But I mean, otherwise, got myself a new bed. Look at you. I know. I know. Um, so th- speaking about people having impractical experiences, I don't know if this story is accurate or not. I haven't actually found anyone who backs it up yet. Could be an um, April Fool's joke for all we know. The timing makes me think it is. Warner Brothers yesterday announced the return of the Snyderverse. Oh, it's because the it's because the Snyder Cut was so well received, guys. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't really know if they, if Warner Brothers just randomly decided we're going to do two more movies and a bunch of other projects. Yeah, at this point, with DC's management, anything is possible, and nothing makes sense. I got to tell you, if this is true. <laughs> The one person who really is winning in all of this is Zack Snyder. Is uh, Ray Fisher? Yeah, the cyborg. Isn't his movie already like cut from production though? Uh, but he's gonna be in two more movies, which he was never gonna be in based on the way his career was going. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, this guy wasn't gonna be in anything ever again. I mean, his career would have been akin to, um, like, I don't know, most of the actors in the Marvel universe if Marvel didn't take off. No, because they use a lot of name people. Well, not, well, re- not like at the time of release. The Thor movie was a lot of unknown. Yeah, people. like. But Chris Evans had already been in a bunch of stuff. Robert Downey Jr. already had a career. Yeah, but like not a good one. Both- like, they became household not, names. No, not a great one. Yeah. Like, we'd probably I, know Ray know, Fisher, like, like, if, the... like, this night, if, like, DC took off and, like, was an actual competitor. Like, we'd know who the cyborg is. True. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that. 
Um, or maybe he he's the guy who gets replaced. Maybe he's just doing the the guy maybe. from the Hulk. I can't even remember the name of. <laughs> maybe he's Terrence Howard. You know, Is that really his name. That's Ter- that's the guy from the first Iron Man. He was supposed to be War Machine. Oh yeah, he didn't make it to Iron Man too. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, it's uh Eric Bana was the first Hulk, and then it goes Edward Norton. And neither one of them made it to Avengers. Yeah, even though Hulk's technically part of the, the the story, they were just like, "It's fine. We got Mark Ruffalo." It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't even blink. They changed an Avenger right there on the spot and didn't even blink. They're like, "Yeah, Mark Ruffalo." And he's like, "Are you sure he was in the first one?" And he's like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the Hulk. Duh. You know he's the Hulk because he turns into a big green guy. And you're like, yeah, but that's all CG. It's like. He's the whole trusses. Waiting yeah, for the I movie guess... where they fight each other. <laughs> Edward Norton and yeah. Mark Ruffalo. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe it's in Spider-Man 3. There you go. Or maybe it's in Doctor Strange 2. The Multiverse Madness. You know what? That's that's what's up. Turns out like Iron Man 1's in a different universe and that's why the War Machine's different. <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Still one of my favorite lines from uh, Iron Man 2 is is after um, after James Rhodes takes off with the silver suit and he delivers it to the Air Force Base and Samuel L. Jackson's talking to uh, Robert Downey Jr. and he's like, little brother done stole your suit? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's like, that's not even possible based on the security protocols. You just took it. Just took your suit. <laughs> you love Samuel Jackson. I do like him. Oh, I started watching something. I didn't finish it yet. I had to go do some stuff. I started watching The Banker. Okay. I don't know what that is. I assume it's a movie. Um, It's Anthony Mackie and Samuel L. Jackson, and it's set in like the 1930s, it looks like. 20s maybe and obviously they're black businessmen and they're basically going to run a con and they've trained Nicholas Holt to be like their white person to go to business meetings makes sense but they're really the money behind right so it's um it was going pretty good but Samuel Jackson has a lot of funny lines in it. He's like a he's a nightclub owner. He's a drinker. He's a little bit of a degenerate. And like Anthony Mackie's playing this really straight laced kind of boring guy. And so they don't like each other too much at first. And at one point, Samuel Jackson comes to Anthony Mackie and he goes, "They're all they're they're all at Samuel Jackson's nightclub." And Samuel Jackson comes up to Anthony Mackie and he goes, "He goes, hey, just so you know, I'm not sleeping with your wife." He's like, oh, okay. Do you go to all the tables and tell him that? And he goes, no, because I'd have to skip a few. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Pretty, That's a pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, it's it's going. It's a it's a decent movie so far. It's interesting. Um, haven't gotten into the the thrust of it yet, but so far so good. Um, all right. So I don't I don't know if I believe they're bringing the Snyderverse back. I just don't. But you know what? Okay, you know why I brought up that the Banker movie, though? A lot of the Avengers actors are working together with those directors, with those other people. There's a lot of crossover on the Marvel Universe side of it. Yeah, and again, like, leadership uh, is everything. Like, again, they lost they lost some... The Marvel Universe has lost some pretty crazy directors. Uh, oh, God, what's well, the guy? What's, well, what what's I mean the guy is, like... Baby Driver that was supposed to do Ant-Man? Oh, uh, there you Wright. go. Like he's one of my favorite directors, probably one of the best in the business. Pretty much all his movies are super sick. Like, yeah, and they're, but they're really involved and really intricate. And he got his feelings hurt and didn't want to make his movie with Marvel, right? And like, it's like, yes, I would have loved to see an Edgar Wright Ant Man. That would have been like the sickest thing on the planet. But also, like, it needed to fit in the universe. <laughs> Right, it needed to fit into what they were doing, the story they were telling, and that's the that's the important part. But everybody likes working together is what I was going to get at. And so, like, 
Tom Hiddleston just made a movie for Apple called Cherry, and it's directed by the Russo brothers. Um, but like all of these, Anthony Mackie working with Samuel L. Jackson and the banker, uh, the unicorn, which is Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson, like all these people keep crossing over and working together from these Marvel stuff that I don't think they would have otherwise. But then when you look at the DC side, there's like none of that. Nope, they pretty much were. They, I mean, even in the Justice League reshoots, they're like, they're like, sorry, I'm busy doing other stuff. Yeah, none of them shot together. They all were on separate screens. Um, everything's digitally put back together. I think that's an important note um, for this. I think it's important to recognize. Like they weren't, I feel like they weren't excited to be like, oh, dude, that'd be super sick. Let me go, let me head down so we can film. That'd be awesome. And they're like, no, I'm doing other things. Well, yeah. And just like you could, you have you seen them do other stuff together? Like, is Jason Momoa, is Ray Fisher in another Jason Momoa movie? No, he's not. Right. Uh, Henry Cavill's been in like nine things since Superman and. Have any of those people showed up in any of them? Yeah, he's in, like, he was in, like, Mission Impossible, The Witcher. The Witcher. Really, any of them could have shown up in The Witcher for an episode. Right, yeah. And they didn't. And I think that's on purpose. It's not that I hate you. I just don't want to be there. (laughs) Well, it's just, I mean, listen, this is what they do. They all act. But, like, the idea that none of them wanted to even help each other out with their different projects kind of implies that. It's business, not friendly. Right. And that is a big difference. It looks like Marvel seems really friendly. Or at the very least, they all know how the business works and they want to help each other. Right, and they want to help each other. And their universe is enormous and long-lasting. I mean, at this point, we're going into, like, year, like, 12 of Marvel. (laughs) Right. Um, Some of these characters have been around for literally almost a decade. Yeah. So, speaking of that, they have announced... So, Hawkeye is almost done filming, I think. His uh, Disney Plus show. And then Black Widow, they've announced... I guess it's going to be June. Black Widow is going to be both in theater... And online. And on Disney Plus. Yeah, baby. Can't wait till spend But it's going to be $30. one of their $30 yeah. premiere movies. I don't know. Why is it so expensive? Well, here's the thing, and it is true. If you were going, if you were, if more than one person was going to the movies, thirty dollars isn't more expensive. No, it's not. Uh, it just it feel it's it's really feel bad. It's a big number, especially it's especially comparative to like the other studio that's been doing that with HBO Max, which is literally they're all like free. <laughs> yeah, they're free. Now, I will say this though: you're too young to remember this. But our dad used to order pay-per-view movies all the time. Like, when we would be at the house, if we didn't go to Blockbuster that weekend, we would just pay-per-view something one of the nights and sit there and watch it. Well, those were like $20. Those were like $19.99. Pay-per-viewing brand-new movies when they first come out is expensive. Even renting. Like, remember when a movie comes out on theater and now it's on rent digitally? Even that's like $15.99, $17.99. Yeah, if it ain't, if it ain't $4 when I rent it, I ain't rented it. No, and I'm with you on that. But that's because we'll go see it in the theater or something. Right. Like, we'll see it. But we wouldn't pay $30 to sit at home and see it. But the reality is we're probably spending the same money. Yeah, it's probably the same amount, especially if you're like, oh, but I gotta buy my snacks. I gotta have popcorn and the drink. Bro. Bro. You're in a hole at that point. Student loan. Right, yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, sir. Because of the pandemic, we're charging four cents a kernel. Popcorn's actually (laughs) $10,000. Accurate. Accurate. You do get unlimited refills, though. And you're like, so I have infinite money. Yeah, so this is all for me. Um, (laughs) But I... uh... I don't know. The pricing, while it does feel crazy, it actually isn't out of line historically with what was done before, and it's not that... It's just weird because a direct competitor is doing something better. Like, not even, like, a little bit better. better. It's like, do you want to pay $30 or free? 
But the other problem with that is that uh, Disney Plus is kind of a bad service. I'll be honest with you, Chief. Oh, I, well, t- I was going to say Disney Plus is a lot cheaper though. HBO Max is really expensive, and it's like sixteen bucks a month versus Disney six. Um. Also, HBO Max because they're movie people, they're obsessed with maximizing the like what version you watch on your TV. So when they do like a detect device test, if your TV is like a 4K TV, you can only stream at 4K. So like when your broadband's overwhelmed and can't handle it, it just staggers. It just all of a sudden just lags. Yeah. It it doesn't do like Netflix where Netflix adjusts. You know, like Netflix will downgrade your 4K to like a like an old school non HDMI. They're output. like, dang, this is pretty high. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this down to 240p. Like it's 2006 well, like if again. Sudden, if all of a sudden your Netflix detects the Wi-Fi is having trouble, they just kick down to a lower output, and you're just like, why is everything squiggly again? But you can still watch it, and it doesn't, like it doesn't get disjointed. It doesn't start loading mid. Doesn't start buffering. Yeah. Well. HBO Max will literally start buffering in the. I mean, it makes sense because you know, world's ending, things are happening. What's that? So you know, it makes sense. World's ending, things are happening. It's annoying. Trying to yeah. watch movies. I mean, yeah, I'm like the reason I the reason I say like, you know, I don't really like Disney Plus as a service is because there's just not. I feel like there's just not enough there for me. And then with HBO, there's literally way too much stuff. <laughs> like, you can do literally anything. Like, uh, like there's so many, so many movies. I had the free trial for, like, a week because I had a film appreciation class. Oh, I remember talking about and they're this. they're like, oh, yeah. you, can just, you can just watch it. And I was just like, okay. Like, I'm watching, like, old films about World War, <laughs> but, like, World War Russia, the Russian Revolution. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, there's definitely like there's a ton of stuff in the HBO library. Also, the DC Universe app is basically merged into it at this point. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah, viewing opportunities. You're not wrong. There's all the new movies, all the new shows, and like probably. Single the one of the best single back catalogs you've ever seen in your life, except for Disney. <laughs> oh, well, there's no Disney movies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the thirty dollars does scare people though. But I think if you're being honest and writing it's, down what you're spending, you're coming out ahead. No, yeah, I mean, like, but it's not the experience. It's not, and I'm a big experience guy, so I agree with that part. Yeah, like. Would I would I have paid thirty dollars to watch Interstellar in my house? No. Would I pay thirty dollars to go watch that in like an IMAX theater? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, between yeah, between gas, ticket, popcorn, drink, and you're out forty forty bucks and don't even notice. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. However, I think it's just the the beast as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's just really frustrating because that price point is just it really feels it bad. It's a nuts price point. Um, like make it ten dollars or 20. like fifteen. Yeah, fit twenty. Thirty dollars. Like thirty is just so much. Thirty's a big number. Well, let me think. Your your subscriptions six or seven. It means that the price of one movie is literally four times your monthly subscription to watch one thing on it. Right, right. It is. It is. It's a big number and it's a big commitment and a big jump. I, I, I think maybe because they're priced so low, the idea of thirty dollars feels so just crazy. Yeah, like if it was like, oh, Disney's like fifteen bucks a month, and you know, twenty bucks for the new release. You're like, ah hurts but i get it but the fact that it's and that's like about the you yeah. know and even that that is you know 15 35 it's the same number it just doesn't feel as bad. right because it's like it's it's double for this special event and i and i can't argue that okay nico before we get out of here i want you to tell our friends about our friends the adventure begins comics games and more 
the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Right there off of 1488 is a wonderful, wonderful store. And all kinds of uh, events rolling back up now that everything is slowly, slowly moving towards uh, normalcy. Uh, you are going to have to wear a mask if you want to come into the store, though. Uh, and the events are, if I can read... Ooh, that's a dangerous question. All right, so we... Yeah, I know. These are, these are the big <laughs> ones, right? So, ones we have left uh, are tomorrow, Saturday at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. And at 6 p.m. is the Warhammer Casual Meetup. Tabletop Warhammer is back. Bring your armies. Um, I will soon be joining that community, and my life will oh, soon man. be over. The world, the ever-encroaching death of 40K <laughs> is here. Well, on my life, not not games fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're about to start playing a very large, complicated game. Right. <laughs> uh, don't forget to tell uh, everybody that Tuesday yeah. though, you're going to be there doing. Was it Digimon? Right. Yep, Digimon is still going on, still happening. That's every other Tuesday. So this coming up Tuesday, you'll be there playing. Um, and yeah, it's clean, well lit, family friendly. They got comic books, gaming, toys, and all kinds of other great things and accessories. If you want to be a nerd, this is the place to nerd out. Uh, they got my books uh, on the rack for sale, and they hold my comic books for me personally on a discount in my little pool box. Um, they're they got loyalty points that you can use right. for they're other down things. Down to two copies of DMA issue one, so I am a slow sellout, man. but I'm coming. There you go. Uh, anyway. Stay with Happy. us here. We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got a few more minutes of Nerd Thug Radio, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you get to your weekend. We'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories this is Corey dlg of nerd thug radio just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored if you got some free time if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place the adventure begins should be an option you consider everything from DD adventures league to miniature painting uh to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to go to Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Radio. That's where all the posts are and all the great stuff happens. We all have a good time hanging out and enjoying ourselves. Um, kind of wrapping up this Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, if you're here locally in Conroe, remember to come hang out with us on Tuesday. Up at, Sp- at Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. Nico's going to be playing Digimon. Um, and then uh, there's not too, too much else going on, so we'll get into it. Um, how was that break for you, buddy? Uh, it's it's nice, you know, after spring break and everything exploding, um, this week has been good. Good, good. Did you do anything fun? Uh, no, it's, 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 you know, it's been normal. <laughs> <laughs> when it sounds like you're leading into something exciting, it turns out to be nothing. Like you're, like, <laughs> you're like, no, 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 we didn't do anything. We just literally did nothing, and that was nice. Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh man oh man so what can i say i'm here for the content I, I i i get it i get it so invincible debuted last week with three episodes nico's been a great nerd and watched all three mm, that's a lie he's watched none it's okay though um, i've watched all three um some of us one some of us are doing their job yeah and actually i'll be honest i've rewatched the first episode now two more times and yeah, so you've seen, you've seen last... enough times for three people. It's fine. Yeah, and I watched the last five minutes a couple extra times because it's something that's awesome that happens, and the way they handle it is great. Um, so it's a weird world to be in when Invincible is an animated show because the premise of the comic book turns on its head 
around issue seven or eight with this massive twist. Um, they allude to the twist slightly earlier in the series, a couple different places. And just like that in the cartoon, they drop a massive first clue in the first episode uh, for the big twist. Um, but I don't want to get into it yet because I'm, I want to let people get into it and watch it and then we'll go from there. Right. Um, that being said, though, uh, just an awesome show. This makes me so happy. Like, I knew this was going to be good when they announced it like a year and a half ago. Uh, I, I knew it was either going to be awful or good, but knowing that Robert Kirkman was involved, the last time he was involved directly was that was how they put together The Walking Dead. He wasn't involved directly with how they make it, although he wasn't, like, kept away from it. Like, so, like, he was intimate with the process, but it, it wasn't his show by any stretch. Right, he wasn't, like, writing it. Right. Um, however, you know, he had passed several other television deals for The Walking Dead because he didn't think they were the right fit. Um, and letting it go to AMC, the reason he did was he was kind of promised that they weren't going to hold back and that they were going to tell a really brutal, honest version of his story. And they did. They delivered on that. Oh, man. The Walking Dead is something else. I had, like, I haven't watched like the last like three seasons, but like those early seasons. Those early seasons were amazing. They were great. Um, and so Invincible, I kind of felt like it was in the same boat. If he was finally going to do a deal on it, it was going to be because the deal was the right deal. Right, and it was, and it's animated, which I'm always a really big proponent of because I love animation on TV. <laughs> well, and, and this one because it's so superhero centric, yeah, it just like makes sense to be animated. Right, yeah, like by the time you're spending all this money on a special effects, if you wanted to do a live action, like you might as well animate it to get everything. Right. Whereas with the boys, it's about a limited number of superpower people. In in, in Invincible, it's about you know, a, a Marvel DC type world where there's superheroes all over the place, all over the place. The superheroes all over the place. And like our main character has superheroes. Unlike the boys where the main characters are just regular people. Exactly. So because of that, like emphasis and just the spread outness of it, you couldn't not have, you'd either be operating a movie budget to make like five episodes, by the way, the budget for Falcon Winter Soldier I saw somewhere was about five hundred million dollars for six episodes. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's a big number, but that's what it takes to make a Marvel movie into a TV show. Right. That's a lot um, of content. It's a lot of things happening, and they're a good. Lot of effects, so it's a fun. lot of effects. And so it's just way cheaper to make it into a cartoon. Um. Yeah, and, so, and and tell the story faithfully. I think is like yeah, absolutely. And they are doing a good job of that. They've made some cosmetic changes that I think actually make the the show a little bit better. Um, for example, Amber is uh, the main character's first love interest in the comic book. Um, well, they've made her black now in the car in the cartoon. Um, doesn't change anything but i think it gives just representation a little bit better i think it i think that's a healthier thing to do um when did invincible come out because i know it's a it's a relatively it's an older story at this point yeah because it's been it's been done i think it was 144 issues and i think it's been over with now for about four years five years so kind of 2000 i want to say it came out right as i was getting out of high school 2002 2003 um, cause I think for a long time, if I remember right, I kind of, uh, was jealous of Robert Kirkman because I was like, he's basically my age and he's doing what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I think it's around that 0203 mark when Invincible debuts and it does kind of just blow up and take over the scene, both books. So Invincible was actually, I shouldn't say that. I sh- here's, here's what was happening with Invincible. Invincible started strong. And then saw the very typical independent comic dip where each issue, the sales halved and halved and halved and halved. Um, and finally someone told him that, like, hey, man, like, something's got to happen big in this book or it's not going anywhere. And he said, well, I've got a, I've got a 
I've got a pretty big twist coming up in the twenties if we can get there. And they were, and they were like, you won't make it. Uh, I suggest you do it now. And, ah, so, and moved, so that's why seven has the, the twist or eight. Right. And so they moved some stuff around like on the fly and they drop hints of it in the issue before. And then, yeah, the big twist happens in issue seven and that literally explodes that comic book. Um, from there, it does the very untraditional thing where the sales increase dramatically every month. Uh, and it becomes like a top, I believe for a long time, it was a top 10, top 25 book for many years. And then he basically had always said it was a story, that he had a beginning, middle, and end. Same with Walking Dead. And like with both are, of those. Those are just the those. best. Like I'll, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I... Like, I love a lot of anime and stuff, but man, the fact that so many of it, they just like, because they write it weekly and they're like, the release schedules are so tight, like, they end up bloating into just these absolute monstrosities of like two thirds of it don't matter. <laughs> like, pre- like, sprinkled with like few moments and versus something that has like an actual story. <laughs> right. No, and I think that's important. I think, I, you know, it's. You know, like, I, um, I think a great example of that is like the two Avatar seasons. So there's oh. Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then like The Legend of Korra, which released later. Mm-hmm. And like they're both in the same universe; they had some of the same staff, but you can tell that like season one's like super concise, like beginning, middle, end, obvious goal feels so much better than like the four seasons of Korra, which was like varied in quality and like had good moments at best <laughs> no and that's uh, and, uh, sometimes people only have a one season story and then they get picked up for a second season and you kind of look around and you don't want to just say well i don't have anything because there's a lot of people kind of counting on it there's a lot of yeah, people it's... at work at that point you go okay well we can definitely do a second season right. some people have a whole story built in their head where they're like yeah season two i know exactly what we're doing Right. Well, they they have the story they want to tell, and it's like, if you can get them hooked and then like ride it all the way to the end. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that's a big important thing for them. Um, and Robert Kirkman has shown himself to be a master at that. Just absolutely a master. Um, I guess we're kind of pretty close to it here. We'll start wrapping up. Uh, anything else you want to say about Invincible that you haven't seen yet? Uh yeah, it's got it's got. Ironically enough, we got another you got another uh Walking Dead boy in in, in Invincible. He's connected to Robert Kirkman, uh, Stephen Young. That's true. Um, they actually have cast, and I don't really know. I, okay, I mean, I guess so. Okay, all right. So in the comic book, his mother does appear to be drawn and colored as Asian, but um, the family name is Grayson because that's the name of Omni Man. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's accurate that he's half Asian, half alien superhero. Um, you know, as you are. Right, obviously. But yeah, it's Sandra Oh plays his mom in the cartoon. Stephen Yu plays um, the main character, Mark Grayson. Um, there's a lot of... It's kind of a big deal because it's a lot of representation for the main characters. Um, also, I love that it's uh, J.K. Simmons voicing Omni-Man. I don't know who that is, but I probably do. Yeah, you definitely do. He's the guy who does the J. Jonah Jameson stuff. Ah, perfect. That makes it yeah. way funnier. <laughs> it's great. It really is. Um, and a lot of famous people are voices in it. Uh, Zachary uh, Quinto. Um, I can't think of his name, but in all of his roles, he kind of plays the outlandish crazy guy. He's sort of typecast as that now. But he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The League. Um, and he always just plays like the crazy jerk friend. Oh. Anyway, he's one of the main characters. Like, there's a lot of like name quality actors and actresses giving their voice talents to this. So it's kind of exciting as you're listening. You're like, hey, I know who that is. Yeah, do love that. Um, it's a, it's an accomplished cast. It's a that's another good sign that it's a good cast. Yeah, that's always super satisfying, honestly, because it's like the one thing that like ah, yes brings it all together. <laughs> okay so all that said 
make sure to check out this weekend Invincible. There's four episodes up now. Episode three of the Falcon Winter Soldier's out. If you haven't watched the Snyder Cut, that's still available on HBO Max. There's also a black and white version coming soon. Oh, yeah. And did you hear the black and white version has an alternate ending? No. Yeah. Oh my god. What is like what is his pro all right, okay. I'm just gonna we're just gonna end. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not even gonna do it. Zack Snyder doesn't know what he's doing though. No. This like every time he does something else, it just proves he still doesn't know what he's doing. It's not that he doesn't know what he's doing. I think he thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Well, but if everything keeps having different endings, it kind of says he doesn't know how he wants it to end. I guess so, yeah. And if he doesn't know like sometimes I come up with a really good story hook. And I can't find an ending for it. The story's not ready. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. Story's not done yet. It's not ready until you have an ending. Otherwise, it sucks. And that's, <laughs> I think that's kind of the problem here. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for it to the white and black version, and we get. We finally get the Joker line we've always wanted. We live in a society. It's something he definitely said in the previews. True quality has never been spoken more about the stupid four-hour movie, giant waste of everyone's time. I think he just didn't know how to end it. And now he got stuck. It, All he, right, we're going to jump out here. No one stops him. <laughs> At this point, they can't, right? They literally named it the Snyder Cut. Um, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on behalf of the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Be sure to wash your hands, stay safe, get, uh, get vaccinated. Let's get rid of this coronavirus before the variants come out and kill us all. Um, we're almost there. Well, sports are opening back up. We're everyone's trying to get back into the normal swing of things. Let's not screw it up. Let's uh, let's get rid of this virus. Everybody, take care of each other. Stay safe. Stay clean. Stay happy. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Earthly Radio out. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on fourteen eighty eight in Conroe. That sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the adventure begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more interested parties should absolutely check out the facebook page for more information hi this is kevin smith former dallas cowboy texas a&m aggie as well and i want to say what's up to nerd thug radio